You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. I am proud to say that I finally got a pop filter. If you don't know what a pop filter is, it's the filter that you put on a mic so when you say words with a P, it doesn't have this big like oomph because when you say the word, any word, with a P, it uh, hits a bunch of air into the mic. And I thought that I had a mic that would be able to get rid of that and it is a really good mic, but I still heard every once in a while that they got those P's in and it did not help the audio. Anyway, don't know why I wanted to tell you that, but I tell you everything and I like to uh, share what's going on. If you're here for the first time, welcome. This is the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I know that people are finding this every single day and it's completely new to them. Well, welcome. There's a lot of episodes that are here to help you meet and attract women and have the dating life that you're looking for or find the relationship that you are looking for. Of course, this Advice is geared more towards men. If anything, it's really all towards men. But once in a while, I do have lesbians who listen and happen to get some help too. Although I don't really have any lesbians reaching out for coaching, probably because, uh, you know, this is very much geared towards heterosexual men uh, because I'm a heterosexual man and I know how to help guys who are in that same category because I've experienced all the things that I'm teaching you. So all the stuff that I teach you is stuff that I've learned personally, the things that I have been through, and I'm here to help you in uh, in any way I can in the dating realm. Like I said, I've experienced it and I believe that gives me a lot of credibility, but I think the credibility also comes in the form of the help that I've provided. So guys have listened to the podcast, gotten my my program, my video course called Hooked. They've signed up for coaching. They've gotten my book Magnetic and they write in that they have gotten a lot of great results just from doing that. And of course, I see the results that people get in my coaching program. So all of those are resources available to you. As always, in the show notes, you will see links to all of that. And yeah, that's my introduction for today. Why don't we go into the topic? We're talking about, do men or women have it easier in dating? And the reason why I decided to do this topic was because a lot of guys seem to complain in the YouTube or TikTok comments when I'm doing YouTube videos, when I'm doing TikTok videos. They say that it's, it's so unfair. Women have it easier or it's, it's so frustrating. Why do, why do guys have to put in all the work? Why do we have to do all of the things? Why am I sitting here listening to a podcast, having to sit here and learn what to do? Are women doing that? Why aren't they doing that? Why don't they have to do any of the work? And so I want to go into some of those topics. I want to answer a bunch of those questions that I just asked there. And I want to dive into understanding who does have it harder, or I should say who even has it easier. Either way, men or women, when it comes to dating. Well, it depends how you look at it. It depends how you're looking at this situation. So what I've learned from all the coaching I've done in the past 10 years and what I've learned from all the female dating coaches, I don't mean dating coaches who are female, but I mean coaches for women and what I've learned from them and what I've seen 
it looks like we all have the different issues that we're dealing with. So it's it's hard to give a concrete, it's easier for this person. Maybe by the end of this discussion, I'll, I'll do it just for the hell of it. But what I have seen, not what I believe, what I've actually seen is that the struggles are pretty equivalent, but they just lie in a different part of the sequence in dating. So for example, or I should say even the main example, is the approach, the initial approach, whether that's online or it's in person, that initial approach is 100% harder for the man. I'll argue that to the day I die. I don't care you know, what the woman says when she's getting approached or if she feels shy. No way in hell is it, is it even close to as difficult when it comes to that initial approach. Men have it harder. We have to put more volume in in terms of doing lots of approaches. We have to do lots of swiping. Definitely in the very beginning, men have it much harder. Women can literally sit back and just let it all happen to them. Let the approaches happen. Let the uh, matches come in, right? It is definitely the situation in terms of the courtship process that the man has to do the approaching. And there's a lot of hard stuff in there, like the fear of rejection or even just getting rejected. Both suck. Having the fear of rejection and getting rejected, it doesn't feel too good. So it is much, much harder in that beginning stage. Women don't have to put up with as much rejection and they don't even come close to even seeing as much rejection in their life in the dating realm as much as men do. So that for sure is where it's harder, right in that beginning stage. Now, here's a little note to this beginning stage. If you are not an attractive woman, if you're not an attractive woman, you might not get approached as much. You might not get swiped on as much. However, it seems to be that there still is this imbalance. Like Even women who are not your typical attractive woman will still get a lot of swipes. Whereas a guy who is not a typical attractive guy, he will still have a very hard time uh, getting that initial one. So, so yes, it, it, it proposes a little bit of a challenge because you don't have much control. So I'm talking about for the women. They don't have much control in the beginning part. So they kind of have to let it happen to them. But what ends up happening is most women will get approached anyways, even if they're you know, not that typical attractive kind of woman. So again, I guess this is another argument towards the fact that in the very beginning, men have it a lot harder. Now, what ends up happening is it starts to change a little bit. There starts to be a different situation when relationships come into play. Most women are looking for a relationship. It's funny that I'll say that sometimes and or I'll say women I'll, I'll I'll just be polarizing and I'll say all women are looking for relationships, which I really truly do believe that, but you get people fighting back. No, there are women out there who don't want relationships. They want to sleep around too. I think that ultimately every single woman wants to have it. But we'll, we'll just say, to be as fair as possible, most women want a relationship. So the challenge that happens in that part is that a woman, a woman doesn't hold the keys as much to a relationship. So there's a, 
a saying that's been going around that I do believe in that says women get to choose. I'm, I'm kind of butchering it, but I guess it's not like an official quote. Uh, women will choose when sex happens and a man will choose when marriage or relationship happens. And you do see that, right? I mean, who's the one who's proposing? Men are the one who are proposing, right? They are the one who are getting down on a knee. They're buying the ring. That's what's happening typically. So women choose sex and men choose relationship, okay? Women are choosing when to have sex and and men are choosing when to get into the relationship. So this is where it becomes a little bit more challenging for a woman. Whereas she, so her challenge is that she has to find a man who's not using her for sex or who, or who is not serious about a relationship. I don't think men have to struggle with that as much. I think if they meet a woman, get her attracted, there's chemistry there. I think at the end of the day, a relationship could happen if he wants it to happen. But for a woman, she's trying to figure out, is this guy really serious about having a relationship. That's why one of the best-selling books for women's dating advice and relationship advice is he's just not that into you. I think that's really good advice for men too in specific circumstances. But the reason why that book was written is because a lot of women, and I've seen this across the board too, if a woman ever asks me advice, sometimes that happens, she's always asking some question along the lines of, you know, oh, like, like testing his interest level. Like this is what happened. Like it's never meeting the man. I rarely, I don't think I've ever heard that question. Maybe dating coaches for women see that question a lot, but I really don't think they do. Like how to meet them or like how to start the conversation. Like that comes up, but not as much as the question of, is he into me? Does he like me? Does he want a relationship? It's always questions and pain points around the part of the sequence that's more of like the middle part, like the post first date, pre-relationship part. And that's where women tend to struggle a little bit more. Now, I also believe that while this is a challenge, and I think I'm answering my question here, do men or women have it easier in dating? So we'll answer it. So I believe here that even though that that is a challenge for women, even though that women do have challenges in that middle part, I think that men have it harder, and women have it easier in the complete dating process. And I'll tell you why. And I, and I think this is almost fact. I really do. I think this is almost fact because I think everyone can pretty much agree that the initial part is very difficult for men, way harder for men, right? Again, what I said earlier, the initial approach, uh, you know, getting the courage to go up to someone dealing with rejection. And then I also think that while women have it hard in that middle sequence, I think men also have it hard in that in that middle sequence. I think they do. I think they do have it hard in that part where they're trying to get into a relationship. Maybe not as much as women, but they still have those struggles. Keeping a woman interested, you know, getting to the point where there is a connection and it can lead to a relationship. It's not like once you approach a woman or go on a couple of dates, game over. Of course not. So it's like they're dealing with this massive challenge in the beginning. And still some medium challenges after they go on two, three, four dates. And so let's weigh that and compare that to women who have it pretty easy in the beginning. And then, yes, they have it very difficult at that one point of getting into the relationship. If we were to add that all up and quantify it, I think that men have it harder because they're, they have more challenges. 
that have a lot more challenges. Another thing too I should add in, I think maybe this goes with the beginning part of dating, men don't have a lot of resources to make themselves look more physically attractive quick. For a man to look physically attractive, it takes a lot of work, right? So you got grooming, maybe you know they're balding, maybe they're short, maybe there's something about them that women constantly say that they're not interested in, which by the way, uh, no disses to my short or bald folk out there. It is very, very, very possible for you to meet lots and lots of women. Uh, but you know, of course, you are going through that struggle. And for women, they have this wonderful thing called makeup that helps them. Now listen, I'm I'm not against that. I don't think that women shouldn't wear makeup. They absolutely should. It's what a great advantage. You have an opportunity to make yourself more physically attractive. I think if men had that ability to to look better faster, like you can literally paint a face in a night and look different. I mean, I saw these TikToks of some women that look drastically different without makeup on. And uh yeah, it obviously helps. So that's helping your initial cause too. Now, it's very possible that uh, when the makeup comes off, maybe the guy realizes, okay, she's not that physically attractive and and maybe it doesn't work out anymore. But but I don't know. I don't really have any specific circumstances or nor have I really heard that before. So women have that easier too. For a man, if he wants to become more physically attractive, he does not have makeup. He can do the best he can with grooming. He can do the best he can with style. He can go to the gym and lose weight and or gain weight. But those things take a lot of time. Now, I will say this. So continuing this kind of debate here, women women don't look at a man's looks as much as a man does. What that means is, while yes, a woman is looking towards a man looks, a man's looks and seeing if he's physically attractive, it weighs heavier for a man. Men are more attracted to the visual portion. Women are more attracted to the behavior portion. So that gives men a little bit of a leg up there and balances that out just a little bit where if they're not the most physically attractive guy, they can use behavioral techniques. This is what I teach in my coaching program, by the way. This is what I teach in my Hooked program, my video course. right? So they can use behavioral techniques to be able to attract a woman. A woman... While behavior definitely matters and is something that a man is going to be attracted to, a man is never going to go over to a woman because he thinks she looks smart or looks funny or looks easygoing. He's going over there because of physicality, right? So it makes sense why a woman would be wearing makeup. She knows that a woman or a man is only going to approach her if she looks great. That's not the reason they put on makeup, but it's definitely one of them, right? So they want to look more attractive to guys. So in that case, I don't know, maybe that evens out a little bit. I'm not sure. But if I had to wrap this all up and still sum it all up, even debating looks versus behavior, I still think men have it harder. Now, why did I decide to do this podcast? What was the deal with this? I mean, just to sit here and, and, and complain, men have it so much harder than women. Women have it easier. Um, no, that's not, the, that's not the purpose. And I know a lot of guys you know, say that, on the, like I said earlier, on the comments on TikTok and YouTube, women have it easier. You know, I agree. I do agree. I don't think it's a drastic, huge amount, but I do think that women do have it easier. So I guess my overall point is to say to those people, all right, <laughs> cool. Now what? 
Because I know a lot of people say that in this super negative, red pilly, black pilly tone of like, well, women have it easier. Why do we got to do it? Well, I don't, this is life. I don't know. This is the reality. Why do we have to eat three times a day? Uh, why, you know, why do we have to? You know, it's annoying. If you're drinking a lot of water to be healthy, you got to pee a lot. That's annoying. I don't know. This is life. Like this is, this is just the reality of how it is. So we can sit here and we can complain, right? We can just sit here and we can complain and we can say, oh, women have it easier. Okay. Well, then don't play the game. I don't know. I don't have to tell that person. I know that's not you, though, by the way, because the guys who listen to this podcast, you who's listening right now, I know that you are interested in women. You want to meet women. You, have an, you want to have an awesome dating life. Well, yeah, that's, um, that's great. That's fantastic. And for everyone out there, just understand that anything that you want to work on and get good results in and, and have an awesome life, you're going to have to put work in. There's a famous quote I believe it was from the Buddha. I just looked it up here because I was about to say Nietzsche, but that was definitely not Nietzsche. I'm glad I checked. Buddha said that life is suffering. Now, I don't mean, I don't mean to bring you down, but uh, life is suffering. What does that mean? I mean, I believe that that means that we are constantly fighting the battle of, of negative emotions and we are trying to be happy. We're trying to be content, right? It's like when we're hungry, we feel stomach pains, when we have to go to the bathroom, we feel again stomach pains. When uh, when you know we we don't have a lot of sleep, we feel tired. I mean, you know, there's so you got to sleep. Like there's things you got to do to constantly take away the suffering. And that's a little bit more of a pessimistic attitude. I don't like to say it, but I think what I like to take out of that quote: "Life is suffering." I like to take the idea of life is hard, but sack up and deal with it. Yeah, life is hard. I think that if we have an awareness around the around the fact that life is hard, I think we. So this is the optimistic point because I'm a very optimistic person. I like to be positive because I think that's the better way to live life. So, in this case, if we look at the way we look at life and say life is challenging, life is hard, it, it takes work. I think being in that awareness, being in that conscious headspace of life is challenging, life is hard. It reminds us that things don't come easy, so we don't get disappointed as fast. I think that we live in a society where things happen so fast now. It's like we expect fast results. I think that's messing with our heads. And I honestly think that if we have the awareness that, oh, that's right, things take work, it actually makes you feel better. I don't know about you. It makes me feel better. I mean, I've I've been building trip advice for 10 years. So this is one of my biggest examples of like, how hard is it to start a dating coaching business from scratch being a complete nobody? That's very hard. You don't think I had a lot of ups and downs with being able to build things? It took 10 years. I mean, it's not like it took 10 years and then 10 year and year 10, everything started to work. No, things have worked over time, but it's taken a long time. And there's been so many times in there where I have to remember, all oh, right, this doesn't come easy. This takes work. Okay, back to it. Like there's something refreshing in that. I don't know. I don't know if that's, if you relate to that, if you feel that. I'm like, okay, if I remember that it takes work, then that helps me be a little bit more patient. So related back to today's topic, yeah, guys, it's not easy out there. But here's the thing. Here's the, also the beautiful part about life is suffering, that quote, and the fact that it's, it's, it's hard to accomplish things that we want. You know what it does? It builds your self-esteem and it makes life better. 
when you're accomplishing goals, when you're doing things, when you're trying to go after anything that you're trying to achieve, the journey makes life better. Like it makes life taste sweeter. I'm telling you right now, if you were born rich and handsome and never had to work a day in your life and never had to, you know, do anything to talk to a girl and they just came to you, yeah, it would be pretty awesome. Life would be pretty easy. But I just have a feeling that that person is actually screwed. Like their life is like kind of fucked in the sense where, yeah, they have all the money in the world. They can do whatever they want, get whatever they want, have any woman they want. Sounds great. But where in that is your self-esteem being built when everything is just handed over to you? And where's the excitement anymore? If everything is just there and there's nothing to achieve and you just have it all, you're living a very shallow life. I don't mean superficial. I just mean there's no depth to it in the sense where like you don't have to do anything. It's like this almost like it's like neutral. It's like you're just coasting along because think about the yin-yang for a second. We're really getting Buddhist here. The yin-yang, right? The balance. It's like what is black if there is no white? What is white if there is no black? What is, what is, um, you know, what is light if there is no darkness, you need that comparison in order to appreciate and feel good and feel happiness. Now, of course, you can you can go the full Buddhist route and, and not care about anything and just meditate all day, but I don't think that's practical. And I don't think most people are going to do that. So you're here in this life doing this thing, and it's it's going to take work, but the rewards are awesome. You feel so much better after achieving it than it just being handed to you. I don't have any data on this one. It's something I heard, but apparently there's some statistic out there of people who have won the lottery. Well, one, there's a statistic of how many people have actually lost that money. But um, the statistic I want to talk about is how many people actually are very depressed after that happens. And I don't think that that's a coincidence it's a, that, that that happens to a lot of people who have won the lottery. Let's actually look that up real quick. Okay, just a quick Google search. First thing, I typed in depression, winning the lottery. First thing that comes up, why do people fall into depression following instant riches? Uh, Time.com has Powerball, how winning the lottery makes you miserable. Uh, GoodTherapy.org says, why does the lottery often end in tragedy? A Some government website says, winning the jackpot and depression, money cannot, and I think it says, yes, buy happiness. And there's, oh, it's an actual study here. Let's read this real quick. Abstract. Life event research examines the effect of life events in the course of psychiatric diseases, but the published literature considers almost only negative effects. We describe the cases of two female patients who had to be hospitalized for depression after lottery winnings of over 1 MDM. The four-year follow-up shows a good outcome in both patients. Case analysis suggests that in both patients, winning was a life event relevant to the development of the depressive episode. Desirable life events might influence the course of a psychiatric illness just as negative events do. Man, wow. So there you go. You don't want it all handed to you, my friend. You don't. You know, it's funny. I always think like I've ever won the lottery, even though I don't play the lottery. It's like I wouldn't want to win like $500 million. Like, you know, get a little chunk. I feel like that's like a better better lottery to win, like a couple million dollars, where it's not going to drastically, you know, put you into maybe this depressive mode. But it's like, oh wow, now you can kind of do the thing you've always wanted to do, or invest in where you wanted to invest in. Anyway, I digress. 
who has it back to the back to the topic who has it easier in dating i believe women do but let's not complain about it and let's make sure that we are still doing the things that we need to do to get what we want to get so there you go and you know if you need help with that go to the show notes there's more there's more availability than just the podcast you can do coaching with me or one of my head coaches you can get the hooked program which teaches you everything about how to meet and attract women and the coaching program is something that helps you do this with uh, more efficiency. So that's why coaching exists, to do things faster, to give you a custom plan to go out there and meet women and completely redo your dating profile. So I can help you do that. Coachedbytrip.com, link is in the show notes to apply, or getterhooked.com, that's my hooked program, the video course that I just said. So those are your options, or my book. Book is good too, it's on Amazon. That is very helpful as well. It's a workbook. All right, why don't we go into some questions Really enjoyed diving into today's topic. It's actually one that was on the my list of topics to talk about, and I kept putting it on the on the back burner just because other topics came in that I was a little bit more passionate about in the moment. And then I, I came back to this one and I said, I really want to tackle this. I don't know why I keep putting this off. Let's talk about this. And so we did, and here we are. Let's go into some questions. If you have a question, you can email me trip at tripadvice.com. You can email me and put in the subject line podcast question and I will answer your question here in the podcast. All right, let's get into the questions. I'm 26 and live near Seattle. How do I keep the delicate balance in terms of giving attention? If I don't talk to the girl enough in the beginning, they'll lose interest in me. On the flip side, when I show too much affection, the girl stops talking to me. I just got ghosted a couple of days ago in a situation that was going great. A side question. I tend to blame myself for the poor behavior of girls. I attribute the ghosting to some deficiency on my end. What are ways to maintain my self-image and confidence in the face of these failures? One extra question. As a conservative, it's hard to find any girls my age at have similar political worldviews. I feel like politics and dating can be a major obstacle, and being conservative is an instant turnoff to a lot of girls my age, but I don't want to lie or hide things. Thanks. If you read any of this on air, just call me E. This is a, man, this is a question for the ages, I swear. I get this quite a bit, because when I give the advice to guys that you shouldn't be texting in between dates, it rocks their world. It rocks their world. But the main answer here is you, you, no matter what, you always have to be filtering for women who have a high level of interest. But we'll go into that in a second. So your question is, is how do we delicate the balance in terms of giving attention? If I don't give a girl enough, she'll lose me. If I give her too much, she stops talking to me. I, I wish I had more detail here of how much attention are you giving. Some guys think that they're not giving a lot of attention when they really are. So I'll give you an easy step-by-step process to follow. When you're dating, when you're going out there and you're dating and you're meeting women and you're getting the dates and you're on the dates and you're setting up more dates, you can show affection, you can show interest on the date. I think where it starts to crumble, coming back to what I said a second ago, when it starts to crumble, where it starts to crumble is where you're texting and talking to them and trying to do all this communication in between the dates. Now, a lot of guys say, won't you lose interest? Well, you're not thinking ahead. Instead, think about, well, why don't you set up a date and then you don't have to text in between because she knows that you're interested and interested enough. And if you're a high-value, busy guy, which you should be, well, then that shouldn't be a problem in theory. Now, is it a perfect method? 
Is this going to work every single time? No, it won't. There are going to be women who are going to fall off because they want that constant attention. That's not a woman you should be with anyways. Or they'll fall off because they actually weren't that interested in you. So the balance you'll do is you're going to try to see them once a week. If it takes longer than once a week, set up a FaceTime date. So it doesn't go two, three weeks in between dates if someone gets busy. So that's why you do a FaceTime date so you can keep the interest going, which is much stronger than doing texting and getting to know them on text. The reason why you don't want to text is because there's actually more room for error. Guys think that there's less room. They think that, no, 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 there's room for error if we don't text because then she's going to forget about me. No, there's more room when you're texting in between dates. I've had women who have told me stories of this. The guy's texting and trying to get to know her and it just seems needy and strange. So you don't want to be texting in between dates. It's a polarizing concept. Listen, if you don't believe me, try it out yourself. You might say, well, I don't, I don't know how much to text in between dates. I don't have that advice for you. I don't have the formula for when to text them in between dates because you shouldn't. Only should you to set up the date. So it's fine to text them to set up the date, but you're, you're entering your own risk with trying to come up with conversation topics and things to talk about over text. So that's how you balance it out. That's a step-by-step process there. Okay. A side question, and this is, this is a great next question he asks here because it kind of brings it to the next point. He says he tends to blame himself and he wants to know ways to maintain his self-image and confidence in the face of these failures. I think that you have to stop labeling it as a failure. I don't know why we're using such strong language, like you failed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the girl's not interested anymore. I don't know if that's like a, a failure. I mean, yeah, sure, that's the way you want to look at it. I see as an opportunity to see what I can do better next time. I don't know if it's necessarily about your self-image. You're correlating it to your self-image, but I think that we need to look at this in a different way. I think that there are things that men and women are attracted to. And if you're not a person who's displaying those attractive traits, and this is kind of related to today's topic, and if a woman's not doing that either, attraction won't occur. I see it more as a behavior than looking all the way to such a deep degree of of your self-image and who you are. Like you're this really shitty person. Now listen, I get it. Trust me, I get it. I know that most people do that. I've done that before. I understand that you were going there. But what I'm trying to coach you and tell you right now is just don't go there. Don't label it as such. This is a fast way to kill your resiliency. It's like you get off the bike or you fall off the bike after trying to ride the bike. Then you just sit there saying well, how much of a loser you are. Well, what's going to get you back on that bike? Sitting there and thinking that? or continuing to go and seeing what you could do better. That's the stoic way of of looking at it. And he has a third question, which has nothing to do with the other two, but we'll go ahead and answer it because I do appreciate you emailing in. He says that as a conservative, it's hard to find girls that are your age that have those similar beliefs. This is just a matter of filtering. I've actually answered this question similar to someone else who had a similar problem, is that they were having a... Uh, a lot of trouble being able to find a woman who had their same political beliefs. You either need to do more volume or you need to move. So those are the answers. I know that that doesn't make it easy, but not every answer is going to necessarily be one that's going to be easy. But it is simple. 
in the sense where you have two options. Now we pick one and we work through it. Can't change how people think or feel, so you're going to have to do volume to find someone that's a good fit. All right, from Anonymous. Hi, Trip. Keep me anonymous. First and foremost, thank you for your service. Sounds like I'm in the army. He says, I just turned 24 this month. Only had one girlfriend so far who is an ex now, still a virgin. But because of your advice, I started putting myself out there, meeting people, and ultimately increasing the volume of girls I meet. Matter of fact, I have three dates lined up with three different girls. But I have one major hurdle. I still live with my dad, and he's really strict and controlling. Nights out are nearly impossible, but I find a way to make it work. Here's the first question. How do I approach dating multiple girls at the same time or even have multiple girlfriends at the same time without cheating or being shady with them? It's a new concept to me and I don't know how to go about it, but I love the sound of it. (laughs) That's funny. Second question, how do I have a fulfilling dating experience with my current situation with my father? I work and moving out is a current goal, but even then I feel he might try to get in the way of me moving out somehow. Listening from Uganda. Yes, all the way from East Africa. Looking forward to your insights. I appreciate you. We got a question Halfway across the world, I love it. Well, we did in our last call too, we had someone who called in from the Middle East. All right, so let's dive in. There's there's a lot of things happening here. Okay, so it sounds like, uh, yeah, okay. It sounds like the first question is all about uh, uh, you're dating multiple women at once. It's not cheating and it's not being shady because you're not promising anything to them. And any woman who thinks that all of a sudden that you're their boyfriend because they slept with you one time, well, uh, that's going to be, that's that's their problem because that's not what you said. So don't lie. Be honest. You don't have to go on a date with someone and say, yeah, I'm dating a couple other women. But if they ask you, you say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not monogamous right now. I am out there dating. If they ask you, I would say that. Also, you know, don't, don't court them and seduce them in a way where you're trying to be so lovey-dovey with this with the girls that you're they're meeting because then you're leading them on. If you just want something casual, which there are women out there who want it casual, then you keep it casual. Don't go on any fancy dates. Don't be you know wooing them in any way. Not that you should, anyways, because that's just very um, needy and beta. But you want to be only having sex with them and hanging out with them and not really doing much else if that's what you're looking for. Now, if you're looking for a relationship ultimately, then you're dating and dating until you find someone who you do want to just settle down with and then you'll get into a relationship with them and then you'll call it off with the other women. So there's nothing shady about it. I mean, I don't think there is. Women are doing it. People are doing it. It's And it's not, well, again, that's not a good argument, but it's, it is something I should say though. Uh, but still, the real reason is you're not lying or doing anything dishonest because you're not going to be dishonest. That's all that there is to it. Second question you said uh, with your dad, um, you know, first of all, I like what you're saying here that your current goal is to move out. So that's great. And that is really the answer. If he's going to get in the way of you moving out, uh, I don't, I don't know what to tell you there. I don't really know the details. That's not really my area of expertise. Um, if he might try to do it, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, is he going to physically stop you? Is he going to steal your money? I mean, if that's happening, well, then you have a very serious problem on your hands and your dad's not a very good person. Maybe there has to be some legal action to be taken care of here. But if it's like an emotional thing, he was emotionally getting in your way, well, I think you got to look to what it is that you really want and make sure that you go after it. 
So I don't know how he's going to get in the way of you doing that. If there's some kind of deeper legal issue, you're going to have to handle that. But in terms of what you need to do to make sure that you're staying on track is you don't let anyone get in the way of your goal and realize how much you want it and want to do it. I would say that that's my answer for that. Guys, has this been an episode or what? This was awesome. Honestly, sometimes I, I, I pick a topic and sometimes I have notes on what I'm going to say. On this specific one, I had no notes. I literally had one line as an episode idea that was titled what the title of this episode is, Do Men or Women Have It Easier in Dating? And we just riffed and we came up with some good stuff and I really hope it helps you. So thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. If you're subscribing on iTunes or following on Spotify, guys, do that so you can get the updates. Follow on Spotify, subscribe in iTunes, leave a review on iTunes if... Uh, if you want to do so, which is always a very nice thank you to me. I read every single one, so know that I will be reading it. And if you need more help, coaching is available, coachedbytrip.com, or go to my Get Her Hooked page where you can get the Hooked program, getherhooked.com, link in the show notes. You have options, or get the book, Magnetic, which is available on Amazon, and that will also be in the show notes as well. We are just getting through almost to 600 episodes coming up in just a few weeks. Thank you for being here with me on this journey for the past seven years. I love doing it. I love being here. I will continue to be here for you. You rock. And I will talk to you on the next episode.